This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. My guest this week is Mary Claire Stroh, professional musician, songwriter of her own tunes and custom songs she's commissioned to write. Today we'll find out what this entails. And she gives music lessons at her studio in Faribault. Using her playful melodies and acoustic guitar, Mary Claire aims to captivate her audience with her highly creative original songs that both acknowledge pain and encourage joy. Impressively, she does all of this while raising four kids under the age of three. There's a lot to talk about, so let's get to it. Let's talk with Mary Claire Stroh. Welcome, Mary Claire, to Musician Talk. I'm very pleased to have you on today. Thank you. (laughs) So we're just going to jump right in. And why don't you tell me when you started singing, when you started playing, when you started writing songs, all those kind of things. Just kind of take us through your musical journey. Yeah. So growing up, um, I I grew up in a very musical family. My dad used to travel with a band called Radix (laughs) back in the 90s. And so I grew up with music. He, He was a songwriter as well. Um, he plays guitar and piano. So from a young age, I had a strong fascination with music and could repeat things very easily when I heard them. And so he started to teach me. And then I, um, after a while, I was able to start getting piano lessons when I was like five, six years old. And um, from Janine Hall, she's a professor at Olaf. And um, yeah, I have a very dear place in my heart for her. But I got piano lessons for about three years. They're expensive, as everyone knows, yeah. and um, that's what we could. That's what we could do, and from that point forward, I was able to continue teaching myself. Um, I really wanted to keep going with it, and I was surrounded by a lot of musical people that I could lean on for advice and help and answering questions. So I grew up with a father that wrote a lot of music, so writing was just normalized to me, and so I just right away kind of started doing it in sixth grade. I wrote my first song and played it for our sixth grade graduation, oh, that's <laughs> and <great. laughs> yeah, um, and I totally screwed it up and had <laughs> to stop and start over, <laughs> and um, from that point forward, I was like, no, I want to do this, and just kept going and played for talent shows, just wrote you know, those very embarrassing songs you hope no one ever finds, <laughs> well, you know, to um, a certain age, and then you get a little older, and they're gems, no matter how bad they are that you thought at some point in time, you know, when you get to a certain age, you go, Oh, that's just so sweet. <laughs> I will take your word for that. <laughs> You're not at that age yet. You're not at that age. yet. No, I promise it's still you. Embarrassing. That is great. So did we writing at that time on piano still, or had you picked up the guitar yet? Yeah. So I I didn't pick up guitar till I was um, about 15 years old and I was off and on with it. I would quit a lot. Um, The way my dad taught me was to just strum, like, don't do this, just strum down. Don't go up and down, just go down, (laughs) strum down and practice staying on tempo and like get comfortable with how hard to press on the strings and it was so boring I hated it I hated it so much and now <laughs> I make my students do that <laughs> and they hate me it's great no, it's right. so I kept quitting and coming back to it um but eventually I I, I really and started to enjoy it and um kind of just took it as my own and um so by probably 17 I was playing guitar pretty well and um started getting gigs playing and singing wow. places um, play for a lot of churches doing like retreats and different things like that. And so my junior and senior year of high school is when I 
started to play more professionally, like actually getting some money for it. And that was fun. I didn't start really um, going solo and having it as my job until I was like 21. So, but yeah. That's impressive to be able to start doing that at 21. I want to go back to, um, you said you kept coming back to guitar. What do you think, Mm -hmm. what do you think brought you, kept bringing you back to it? So I, I know that I play my feelings out and I was able to do that pretty well on the piano, but I found that I was able to take it up a level (laughs) on guitar. I felt like I could be, I could be more aggressive on my guitar than I could be on piano. And sometimes I just needed that to get it out. And and I played very aggressively for a long time. And it wasn't until maybe like four or five years ago, I'm 29 now. So it wasn't until about four or five years ago that I learned, oh, I can actually play really soft. And that sounds nice too. (laughs) (laughs) But it was like a way to kind of just get it all out for myself. Okay. So 21, you said you started playing professionally and teaching also. I didn't start teaching until after I had kids. That was kind of my new, like, okay, I want to be home a little bit more. I still want to do something with music. Um, And I'm now I'm not traveling as much. So I can actually have some consistency with people. I've always really enjoyed teaching people here and there, like coaching on, you know, this or that music or not music related. I always found that I really liked that and actually considered being a teacher because of it. But um, I, I just, I wanted something that I could, (laughs) I couldn't be a teacher because I didn't want to be in one spot for too long. (laughs) Oh, that's, and so, that's a great reason. And <laughs> right. you have four children under the age of three. Correct. Okay, how yes. do you find time for anything other than those kids? That is the question of the day. Um, <laughs> so we had twins right away. Ah. And so that's, that's where, that's where I kind of got stopped was the twins. Um, I was traveling when I was pregnant for different things and I was really sick and I just, it, it kind of put a bad taste in my mouth. I didn't really want to do that anymore. Right. Um, and I had an opportunity where a family with three kids really wanted lessons. And I went and talked to them and heard them play. And two of the kids were, they just could play by ear so well. They had taught themselves so much already. They didn't right. really know anything about like music theory or why they did what they did, but they played so well. And it made me very excited because I could relate to that, you know, relate yeah. to that, being able to hear it and play it, but um, wanting to know more. And so I decided to give it a try. You know, I know I didn't go to school for music. I don't know. I, I don't know what I'm doing, <laughs> but I have many years of experience and um, I was able to start working with them and they picked it up so fast and it was very encouraging. So that was where I, I realized, no, I can do this and I want to do it. And, and so you I do know to, things, even if you yes. haven't gone to school for it, you do know a lot of right. things, right? That's where I, I realized, I learned that I do know something and right. um, that it, it does have value and, and people want that. And I, it's just, it, it hum, it's very humbling. <laughs> I can't believe it. So, and now at this point, thank you. At this point, I, this year I decided I really wanted to start teaching more now that I have four kids. And so I got um, a studio in the Fleckenstein building, downtown Fairbow. And um, I give lessons out of there now. I have 11 students. Awesome. So, Good for you. Yeah, it's perfect. I love it so much. <laughs> right. And you can kind of plan it around your schedule of, of uh, yes. being a mom. That's, yes. that's incredible. Yeah. You said that you were traveling a lot when you were pretty dang mm-hmm. young. How did you get mm-hmm. those kids so young? Yeah. So I, I'm very involved in my church. Um, I'm Catholic. And once word kind of, it's a small, it's a big, big community, but it's, it's also kind of small. So once your name kind of gets out there, people start giving you calls. And so I was getting jobs at different places around the country. It was mostly through this group that um, I worked with called Net Ministries. 
Um, that is stands for National Evangelization Team. It's a Catholic missionary group where um, there's like 130 young adults between the ages of 18 and 28 that come from all over the country, get trained for two months and then sent out for nine months to do, go do retreats for youth. And um, so I got very well connected with quite a few people. So they just started giving me calls for different things, weddings, funerals, retreats. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, how exciting <laughs> at that age to be out Thank traveling you. around and doing play, yeah. doing what you love to do. Yes. And I remember going yeah. on a couple of those retreats when I was in high school. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's before you were born, yeah. but whatever. I did the traveling with net for two years and it, it got me not only connected with those people I was traveling with, but the people that we were going to. So we would stay in a, a new family's home every night. So I was playing wow. for people all over. And so I got a lot of really interesting connections that way. Still to this day, one of my students is actually in Ohio. We do virtual lessons because of that. Oh, that's just <laughs> from great. that was like eight years ago that I stayed with that family. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Really what cool. great, what a great opportunity. Let's yeah. move to this first song called Seasons uh, that we're going to play and what the inception of the song was or, or your inspiration for it. So as I mentioned, I'm Christian. I, I have um, a strong faith background. And I go to church weekly and at church, you know, you hear ratings and stuff. (laughs) And sometimes you hear something that kind of sticks with you and it just rattles in your brain for a while. And this was one of those, um, it's like, I, it's the book of Ecclesiastes. I can never say it right. Ecclesi something. (laughs) And uh, it's the verse that's like, there's a time for everything. There's a time for weeping, a time for dancing, a time to be excited and happy, um, a time for a loss and, And I kept thinking about how reassuring that was, that like I wasn't crazy during the times where I really felt like desolate and that things were not going to go my way ever again. But then all of a sudden something great would happen. And I'm just like, what am I crazy? It was very reassuring to me and comforting to hear those words. And so I just decided to write a song about it. I love the ideas that you that you talk about in it and, and the new way that you've represented that passage in the Bible, which has been used for other songs uh, in the past. Mm -hmm. And your new take on it is wonderful. And I like that you add that there's a season for everything, including just to be, just to be, Mm -hmm. and we don't Mm -hmm. take time Mm -hmm. enough for that. Right. Just to be, and to be okay with just being who you are. Right. Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. It's easy to feel like everything needs to continue to be dramatic sometimes, you know, like you need that drama in your life or, or that it's like, it's just not, nothing is happening. Like, I don't, I don't understand, you know, right. <laughs> just right. to be okay with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so who's all playing on this track? So it's, it's primarily myself. Um, I have a friend, my friend, Nick Wires played bass on this track and everything else is me. <laughs> wow. Wow. You are talented. Yeah. And how Thanks. long ago did you record this and where did you record it? I, that's a good question. So I recorded this song um, in 2015. I was, um, or maybe it was 16, 2015 or 16. I, I started recording this one um, for a re- my first release that I did, uh, my album, The Moon is Killer, which you can find anywhere. Um, and I recorded it all on my phone. I had an iPhone 6 Plus <laughs> and I had a two directional Rhodes mic that I plugged right into like the charging port of the phone. Used a very simple DAW called Multitrack. I had 16 tracks on that that I had purchased for that. I recorded all of them myself. There's no like you know pitch correction or anything. Uh, I I wasn't very good at punching in. That's hard to do for yourself anyway. But then if yeah. you're not working on pro gear, 
I yeah. I am just floored at the quality that you got just recording <laughs> this you. on your on your phone. You must yeah. have done takes that were pristine because, like you said, you can't punch in so easily. Yeah, yeah. Well, yep. let's take Punching a listen to tough. this song called Seasons by Barry Claire. Here it is. There is a time for everything. A time to mourn, a time to dance, and a time to sing.
This is Pauline Jennings, and you're listening to Musician Talk. You just heard Seasons, an original written and performed by my guest today, Mary Claire Stroh. So I love the harmonies in this and the sweeping feel. It's just, uh, that's what came to mind was this sweeping, big, open, like I'm on a field, overlooking a field. Mm-hmm. And that you ha- added that hand drum, just added another yeah. layer. And, uh, and then you have the breakdown section, which it's just many sections of interest and well done. And your voice is yeah, really, thank really you. awesome. Thank you. I actually recorded that um, while I was on a trip in Nebraska at my aunt's house in the small town, Fred, Nebraska. And her neighbor heard that I was recording music in my aunt's basement and brought over his super old Gibson guitar ah. and asked if I wanted to borrow it. And I was, <laughs> yes, of course, absolutely. <laughs> and I, I couldn't tune it. It wouldn't stay in tune unless I tuned it a whole step down. <laughs> no. so, so this song is it's a whole step down um, from where it was originally written. But um, that's that's the guitar I use. The, yeah, it's the only song that has a different guitar in it. And I, I love that solo part that I, I wrote on the spot while recording it. <laughs> but that guitar just made it sing. And yeah, it's great. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. So Thank tell you. us a little bit about your songwriting process. And um, I mean, we heard a little bit, you use your phone for recording it, but actually writing it, do you come up with lyrics first? Do you usually have a melody line first? What do you, what do you start with usually, or is there no usual to it? It usually starts with my words. Um, You know, I, I might hear something that piques my interest or, you know, like I said, just rattles in my brain for a while. Maybe it's a phrase someone says or something that's going on in someone's life or my own life. And um, what usually happens is I'll, I'll either have one phrase or a situation that I'm thinking about. And I sit down at the guitar and I just, I just start singing and it just comes out. I have to press record on something because I can't stop and write. Right. <laughs> I just have to, pr- I have to record it and listen back and write down what I was singing. Um, but that's, it just all kind of comes at once. It is wow. terrible of an example. It is. I like to think of it. It's kind of like being constipated where it just one day it all comes out. <laughs> it's good. Nice. nice you know? metaphor. It's, we can all stuck. relate to that. Exactly. It's like it's stuck and uncomfortable for so long. And then all of a sudden one day it just, it just all freely comes out. And, you know, sometimes it's just a couple of days. Sometimes it's a couple of months. So, wow. We're going to talk more about that later with the quote, because okay. it's, it's interesting that yeah. the parallels between what you just said and the quote that we're going to talk about later. So you also write custom songs, which I find an incredibly good idea. And I Thank wonder you. where you got the inspiration for doing that. And then if you could tell yeah. our audience how you do it, what you do, and if your songwriting process mm-hmm. is different using somebody else's words or somebody else's sure. thoughts or whatever, however you do it, tell us how you mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. So I've been using inspiration, you know, my whole songwriting career, right? Something inspires me and I write about it. And so finding inspiration in someone else's story isn't a, a, really a challenge for me. Um, but I, I found that, you know, I was, I was writing songs for friends. Like they would tell me something that was going on in their life or whatever. And I'd just, you know, take some notes that they were talking on the phone or whatever. And I would write them a song and they were very appreciative of it. And one day someone that was friends with me on Facebook asked, like, I didn't really know them. I just was friends with them on, you know, how that goes. You're just yeah. friends on Facebook for some reason or the other. And she said, do you ever write songs for people? I want to give my daughter a song for her birthday this year. 
And I was like, I mean, I don't know, you know, <laughs> I suppose. And she's like, well, how much would you charge for that? I'm like, I have no idea. Right. And so I just said, whatever, I'll, I'll write the song and send it to you. You send me what you think it's worth. And she sent me a hundred bucks. You know, I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know what to charge for something like that. Oh, yes, um, yes, yes. It's always so difficult to, yeah, to figure that yes. out. She ended up loving it and coming back to me a couple months later with two more songs, one for a friend that was passing away and another song for her other daughter. So um, that's kind of where I originally was like, oh, people would pay for this. Like people I don't really know would actually buy music for me like that. Um, And so then I I started to share the the idea out on, you know, the internet saying this is something that I want to do more of. And slowly but surely, I mean, I haven't done too many custom songs. It's probably like 25 over the last two years total for people that were paid. Um, I mean, I'm writing songs all the time for this or that, the other thing. Right, right. But, yeah, so it's it's still kind of a new thing for me that I, I, I'm, I'm learning how to really put myself out there with it. Right. I haven't really right. done you a very have good the job talent that and the, You have the talent and the chops to be able to do it artistically. It's that whole mm-hmm. marketing part that so mm-hmm. many artists mm-hmm. struggle with it's oh, terrible just do it. like doing it you don't know how to do it it's just yeah. a, yes. so let's yes. let's market right now how can people get a hold of you if they, okay. want, if they want you to write a song for them sure i have a website maryclairestro.com um, you can send me a message there on my website there's a link to see what my process looks like what i charge and um what like just how this the whole thing works you know essentially you you make an inquiry you have someone or something you want a song written for, I send you a, a list of questions and writing prompts that you answer. And based on those answers, I form a song for you. And I send you a rough draft. You read over the lyrics and you make sure there's nothing that is misrepresenting what, you know, your message that you're right. trying to put out into the world. And as, if everything looks good, then I record a final copy. And I have, you know, at least one instrument, sometimes two um, one vocal, at least some harmony, um, depending on which tier you pay for. And yeah, then you have a three minute song. That's all yours. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. I would love to share with the audience a, a snippet of what you do when you do these custom songs. Do you have one that sure. you could share with us? Yeah, I actually just um, finished one up called Loretta Joe. I wrote it for someone who won a giveaway and it's for her daughter, the newborn daughter. Aww. So she and her husband answered my questions just based on like their hopes and dreams for their baby girl and what they want to say to her and have this song that she can listen to for the rest of her life. Um, so it's kind of written as a lullaby and just words from her parents um, to her. So this is the chorus of that song. Awesome. Let's play that right now. Loretta Joe, follow your dreams will be there beside you no matter what they may be or bring work hard be strong and lead a faithful life i'll give you the world oh darling as you've given me mine thank you so much for sharing that with us and i hope that inspires a bunch of people to go and order songs from you because i think you know, there are a bazillion things you can give people for gifts that mm-hmm. get tossed, get lost, and you don't care, get consumed, whatever. This right. is a lifelong gift. And I just can't mm-hmm. express 
at least for me, how important it is. And if I had it, a song written for my children, how precious that would be. So awesome. Mm. Well done. So I want to discuss this quote that I, that I brought up a little earlier um, and how mm-hmm. it relates to what you had said about um, having it dammed up in there and it has to come out. This is a Dolly Parton quote, who is a songwriter extraordinaire, and also, by the way, an incredibly wonderful person. Um, mm-hmm. She said, I write every day, even when I'm on a plane, in the tub or on the bus. It burns in me. Songwriting is my way of channeling my feelings and my thoughts, not just mine, but the things I see, the people I care about. My head would explode if I didn't get some of that stuff out. Not everything I write is good but it's all good for me, like therapy. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah, she knows. She knows. <laughs> she, knows. <laughs> she gets it. <laughs> so you you have those same feelings. It just gets dammed up there and has to come out. A hundred percent. I sometimes apologize at concerts. Once in a while, I do like a house show or something where I, I tell the stories of my songs. And then I tell and then I share the song and I usually have it in an order, like all the songs in an order that gives a progression of like what's going on in my life, right? And I usually apologize and say, thank you for paying for to be at my therapy appointment. <laughs> you you are my therapist right now and you're paying me. This feels a little wrong, but thank you. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah, so so. It's, it's not only the therapy when you do it live, but just the, mm-hmm. just the process, the process of, of doing writing. it. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm a journaler. I feel like most songwriters, I think, you often will journal and write down their thoughts and feelings, not only because it feels good, but because later you can look back and <laughs> use it to write a song in. Right. But yeah. Songwriters, I think as a, in general, produce a lot of more music and songs than they record or that they ever play out. And oh, yeah. that, that there's value to those. Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. only learning by doing but also the therapy it provides, getting your thoughts out. Right, right. When I write a song about something I'm going through, the more I listen to it, the better I feel about that situation, whatever it is. So for example, um, I I was so my, for my third pregnancy. So we had twins first, then we had a year later, we had another baby, a baby girl. And then the following year, we had one more baby. So that's how I have four kids under three and under. Um, but we, for this, this fourth baby, I really wanted to have a natural, uh, labor and delivery. So like no medicine, I wanted to do it at home. And I, I really wanted to do that because my last two were a little bit more complicated. So I started believing for that. And in the process, I started writing down like affirmations, birth affirmations or whatever. So yeah. that's what I think people call them. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I wrote a song with those affirmations, those things that I wanted to happen during my labor and delivery. And it was something that I, a song I was able to record and actually send to other people, like other women that were pregnant and they used this song. But I, the more I listened to it, the more I like felt assured and like believed that it could happen. And, and I was able to do it. Thank God. <laughs> it was good. Very powerful. Very, very powerful. Indeed. You put yeah. it out in the universe and the universe answered mm-hmm. or you put it out to God yes. and God answered. However yeah. you look at that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's beautiful. And the fact that you can also use that, that inspired you and comforted you to share with other women who are having that same, going through the same processes. That's really beautiful right. and powerful. Definitely. Right. Thank you. Let's turn to your next piece called Get Out. Mm-hmm. Speaking of powerful, uh, the <laughs> words in this is, they are very powerful and, and so honest. 
and they're Thank right you. there. I love the way you mix things on that little six old six X six plus phone. Of yours. <laughs> I can't believe you did this. I mean, the mix is just beautiful. Your voice is crystal clear. You can hear all the words. And, um, and again, I really, really love your voice. So could you set this Thank song you. up for us a little bit? So I was pregnant with, um, for the second time with my third baby <laughs> and we were in the process of moving and I was like six months pregnant and it was terrible. I had these twin yeah. baby boys and no. um, my husband's working a lot and we're moving um, to Fairboat. I hate packing. I hate moving. I hate packing. I've moved a lot in my life and every time I hate it. And I think it's because every time I do it, I have to go through all my crap <laughs> and like, look at it all and be reminded of things like, you know, I have feelings attached to these things that I have the things that I've held on to for years. And when I throw it away, I feel like I'm throwing that memory or that feeling away, but I don't want that thing anymore. And I don't really want that memory anymore, but it's just, you have to go through it. And it's just, it takes forever and it's the worst. <laughs> Anyone who's been pregnant knows, you, you know, your emotions are just a little bit different than normal. Right. <laughs> I just was going through a period of time while packing that I just, I, I was very upset and I was having a really difficult time with it. And I just, I couldn't get out of myself. I mean, it was so bad that the day that we moved, <laughs> I didn't, I had like only half our stuff packed and all of our friends showed up to help us move. And Aww. I just like, I was just a mess. And they, they were so great. They just helped us throw crap in boxes and get it in the truck, you know, but. I don't know how it could be anything but bad. Six months pregnant with two babies moving. I, I <laughs> No, no, no. Uh-huh. I mean, Kelgon could not take you away for anybody older than a certain age. <laughs> right. Really oh a my stressful gosh. situation. So this, this song um, was kind of the beginning. I, I actually wrote four songs and you can hear, so this is the first of the four and you can hear the other three on Bandcamp is the only place that I have these songs. And the reason why it's on Bandcamp is because I, these songs were so personal to me that I wasn't really ready to share them. And so um, I've actually only played this song once live. So I've never, wow. and I'm planning on playing it. I think I'm going to play it for um, the singer songwriter rounds that we'll talk about, I'm sure in a minute. Yeah. This song was the first one that I wrote that was had to do with my feelings around motherhood and like that weren't positive feelings. (laughs) I had written like songs about loving my children and loving my life or whatever, but this was like the first time I was really honest about the hard things, the, the real raw, honest feelings around being a mom and how difficult that that life changes. (laughs) Right. Oh, and and thank you. Thank you for being honest about it. Oh, there are so many struggles. So thank you for being really honest about that and for sharing that with us today. So um, let's take a listen to Get Out. Sad hormones, they wouldn't go away Couldn't help myself but indulge My priest told me to feel my feelings But not to let them make decisions But I already let him down Now I can't get out of myself Everyone's asleep and I can't ask for help on
Musician Talk, and I'm your host, Pauline Jennings. My guest today is Mary Claire Stroh. You just heard her original song, Get Out. I, I love the build in it on the chorus, I think it is, where you added more of your voice, every, every one, and it just makes the song build and adds, the, adds to the power of the song. And that's true. It's like, how do you share honest feelings that, that perhaps culture doesn't want you to share? You know, my friend Nick Wires that I mentioned that played bass on the other song. He also played he played an upright bass for this song. And he also added a classical guitar track. There's like you can kind of hear in the background. It's like a um, arpeggiating chords uh, that he's got going on there. And I I thought that added a lot. And my friend Kate Gap is the one who played violin on it. She was great. I just showed up with my phone and (laughs) she listened to it and like. We had like one take. She just she just went for it. It was great. I was gonna ask, did you do all these <laughs> all, all these different tracks with different musicians on your phone? Yeah. So just just the the bass and then that classical guitar track in the background, um, and then the the violin. Wow. And the rest is me. <laughs> wow, Mary Claire, that's awesome. Uh, all right, Thank we're you. getting to the end here, and I want to hear if you have anything to share with us for best gig, worst gig. Worst gig, probably. I, I played for a farmers market. And it was, I think it was like 35 degrees or something like that. And very oh, windy. Oh, no. It was sunny. So that was nice. But I got stuck in the shade. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, they I, they didn't want to be plugged in. And I don't really know why I was there. But it was, it was fun. <laughs> I, I stayed for an hour. I lasted one hour and my fingers were, were done. That was not my favorite. But oh, no. I felt like I wanted to stick through it, you know. So I was, I was happy I did it. And then best gig I I don't um the best gig I ever did was I I did a house show um on a front porch this was kind of fun in Minneapolis and instead of like a backyard as a front porch and sure. people that were walking by 
just stopped and listened and were, you know, dancing, taking videos, whatever. And that was just a lot of fun to be able to share my music with those that were listening through the whole thing. And then those that were just kind of popping by or like people were coming out on their front porches and listening. And it was a lot of fun. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So speaking of gigs, um, we have, you have one coming up here in in Northfield at the Grand October sixth mm-hmm. this week on Thursday. Yeah, yep. And um, at it starts at seven o'clock. This is Songwriters in the Round. It's a series that Mark Ross has put together. I'm not sure if this is the third mm-hmm. or fourth, but each time it's filled with wonderful songwriters, and this time you're one of them. Yes, I've actually gotten to do it um, another time, and I I just I love getting up on stage with all these super talented musicians it's like there'll be three of us at a time on stage and we each play one song at a time and tell a, a, tell a brief story about the song so I like I would go and then the next person the next person I would go again we each shared three songs like that and and then there's a break and everyone can go get a drink and um and then come back and then another group of musicians is on stage and it's just I the time went by so fast and I had so much fun getting to talk to these people afterwards and just, it was very good very very good I was blown away about with the amount of talent that was on that stage. So there you have it. People, if you have time, if you can get out on Thursday and get down to the Grand to see uh, a bunch of really, really talented singer-songwriters and get the stories behind their songs. Yeah. Um, it's a great opportunity for anybody that likes music in Northfield. So please go out mm-hmm. to that. Do you have any other shows coming up here in the next couple months? I, most of what I do right now is private events that I can't just <laughs> invite anybody to. Right. Um, but I I am open to booking more house shows this winter. I'm I'm happy to play anywhere and share my songs as long as people are willing to listen. Um, I'm willing to play. And so I, I don't really have anything public lined up at this time. We have some trips coming up with our family and whatnot, but <laughs> so so if people want to get a hold of you for a house gig or for sure. whatever, uh, why don't you give yeah. me your your online uh, contact information? Sure. So if you, you can send me an email, my, my name is, it's my name, Stroh, S-T-R-O-H, Mary, M-A-R-Y, Claire, without the I, C-L-A-R-E, at gmail.com. Feel free. Okay. And, and then your website is maryclairestroh.com. Dot com. Nice, nice, nice. And then you're also on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. That's an easy one. Mary Claire Stroh on Facebook. Yep. Awesome. So if you want to book book Mary Claire, that's where you do it. If you want to find out uh, to hear some more of her music, that's where to go. And I just want to really, really thank you for being on the show today. It was great to get to know you. Yeah. Thank you, Pauline. I <laughs> look great. forward to seeing the show on Thursday. I hope, I hope, I hope I can get down there and see it. And I hope all of you out there get a chance to do so as well. So thank you and take care. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Many, many thanks to Mary Claire for this insightful and thoughtful conversation, as well as for sharing her voice and music with us today. Thanks always to Wendy Nordquist and to you, dear listener, for tuning in to Musician Talk on the One, KYMN. Have a stellar day.